Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn with me back in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. We uh, have been looking through this section of, of Scripture. That we've been systematically looking at 1 John as a way of understanding how we can uh, become better Christians. This is, of course, uh, a discourse that John had with his church about uh, issues that they were dealing with. And, and much like the church in John's day, we have an uh, issue with, with, uh, with people within the church that uh, receive a variety of different uh, instruction in their life. Uh, you, uh, uh, if you are uh, someone who uh, watches a particular pastor on TV or you uh, listen to a, a preacher on the radio or uh, you uh, listen to uh, different ones, uh, uh, that you that you uh, come across uh, in the in the course of your life, uh, you don't always uh, know the background of the pastor. A lot of times, uh, it may be just simply that you like his presentation on TV, or you might like uh, uh, the way uh, that the radio station plays uh, that particular person on a consistent basis. Uh, Unless it's someone notable, like, uh, for instance, if you uh, listen to our local radio station here, they uh, tend to play Adrian Rogers on a consistent basis. And maybe you listen to Charles Stanley. You know their background. You know uh, who they are. You know uh, the churches that they pastored. And, and so you can have a, a sense of of knowledge of of. Uh, trusting uh, what they teach you and trusting the word that they share from God's word. Uh, those uh, two individuals are consistent in teaching uh, scripture, not uh, necessarily preaching uh, whatever their heart's content may be or, or whatever issue is, is bugging them that particular week, something that's from the news or something like that. Um, and so John had an issue with pastors that were coming in uh, to the influence of his church and leading them astray. And that's certainly easy to be uh, to, to have done in the current environment of uh, there's a lot of, of, of avenues for you to hear preaching. Um, you might find a preacher that you like uh, on the radio just simply because he makes you laugh and tells funny stories. Uh, I don't tell a bunch of t- uh, funny stories because that's not where he- what we're here for. Uh, you know, you could go to a comedy club uh, in Thomasville or Albany or somewhere else and, and laugh it up and yuck it up and everything, uh, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to learn uh, what God has to share with us. And and I hope you understand that the reason I don't tell a whole bunch of stories and I don't tell a bunch of uh, jokes and funny things is because uh, we're here to to learn what God has to say about our life. And and there's more than enough in God's Word to fill up the time that that I have available to share with you uh, than 
needing to tell uh, uh, two or three funny jokes in order to get your attention. Um, I feel like uh, your desire is, is to, to learn what God would have you to understand, and so that's what I try and share with you. Uh, John was dealing with uh, different ones who were coming in and leading the people astray, leading his uh, church uh, that he helped to, to found and helped to start uh, to fall away from an understanding of who Jesus Christ is. And, and uh, that is a pervasive problem in every age. We have people today that uh, even today will tell you uh, out in the secular world, out in, in the environment that you find yourself in when you're not here at church, uh, people will tell you, well, Jesus was just a good teacher. He was a good man. He was uh, a rabbi. The, uh, the Bible even says he was a rabbi. So, uh, you know, they'll concede that, yeah, he was a Bible teacher, but nothing special about Jesus, nothing special about him. Uh, there, there wasn't anything uh, particular about him that, that set him apart. He, yeah, he got uh, uh, into some trouble with the Roman government, and so they crucified him. Uh, that's not uh, the image of who Jesus Christ is uh, in our understanding of who Jesus Christ is and Paul uh, and John excuse me was having the same problem he he was having the problem of of people coming in and saying well Jesus was not really uh, a divine or not really human. Uh, they were there was again uh, the problem that John was having was the the uh, diminishing of who Jesus Christ was by saying, "Well, he was a human being, and God laid His hand upon him and and made him divine at his baptism, and then he remained divine throughout his ministry, and then right before he died on the cross, the divinity of God was taken away from him." You'll even hear people today that'll say those kind of things. And John is laying out clearly for us an understanding of who Jesus Christ is by sharing with us aspects of how we need to, to, to live our life in Christ and living our life uh, in and through Jesus Christ. And he's laying out the case for the divinity of Jesus Christ as well as the humanity of Jesus Christ. Jesus was fully human in that he had the opportunity to sin. And that's what made his sacrifice on the cross even greater was the fact that he avoided, you know, if, if Jesus was only divine, and he didn't need to come and be born of a virgin. He didn't need to, to live uh, uh, throughout his life uh, on earth. He could have just uh, uh, descended from heaven, came and, and paid the penalty for our sin, and then left uh, without having to, to have any issue of uh, uh, you know the possibility of of sinning, the and understanding our. Uh, you know the Bible tells us that Jesus understood our temptation throughout everything that we face in life, all the temptation that we face, all the problems and the issues that we face as uh, uh, on this earth. Jesus went through as well. He did not succumb to sin, and that's what made his sacrifice all the greater. Uh, he didn't. He didn't allow himself to sin uh, and, and he didn't allow uh, the, the temptations and the problems and the issues of life that, 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 that besiege us to affect him in such a way that he would allow sin 
to, to taint his life. And so therefore, he was qualified to be our, uh, our substitute on the cross because he was not, not only did, was he without sin, but he maintained his sinlessness throughout his life and uh, remained pure so that we might have a, a sinless sacrifice, uh, a, a pure spotless sacrifice to take our place on the cross. And if you recall uh, from the beginning of Scripture all the way through, uh, the requirement for uh, the sacrifice on the altar uh, when a uh, lamb was being uh, sacrificed on the altar, Israel was instructed, you must uh, present a lamb uh, without spot or blemish. A sacrifice that uh, was not the worst or the, the cast off. Uh, uh, God didn't want His people to bring uh, an oxen or a, a lamb that... Uh, well, we, we can't get anything out of Him. We'll sacrifice Him. That's not a sacrifice. Uh, he wanted uh, for us to understand the, 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 the price that was being paid. Bring the best. Bring a, a lamb or an oxen without blemish, without any fault or defect. It was the prized oxen, the prized sheep that was offered as a sacrifice to understand uh, the pain that comes with bringing the very best of what we have, but also to express to us that Jesus Christ was the very best of God given for us. The, the pay, you know, it's not just simply that uh, someone had to die on the cross. No, a, a very specific uh, 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 requirement had to be met in that it was the very best without spot or blemish uh, in order to be the sacrifice. And Jesus Christ was that uh, sacrifice for us. So we see and understand that Jesus was was not only uh, uh, divine but also human, that He uh, is God incarnate, but He also uh, met the same challenges that we met as being fully divine. And so John is dealing with all of that, and he's also setting out for us a way in which we can live in Christ, to live the Christian life, not just simply making the case for Jesus Christ and for His identity as the sacrifice, but, okay, since He is the perfect propitiation for our sin, the perfect sacrifice, what does that mean for us? How should we live with the knowledge that God sent His Son uh, and to be to take off the the royal robes of divinity uh, in in uh, his presence in heaven and to enter into a uh, life of humanity to be fully divine and fully human and to offer him uh, that that was a great sacrifice just simply to be born onto this earth and then live throughout his life so that we might understand better and have a closer relationship with God by having this uh, relationship with Jesus Christ he Jesus said uh, he who knows uh, me knows the father 
And so we uh, get an understanding of who uh, the mind of God through understanding the heart of Jesus Christ. And so we have, uh, you know, Jesus didn't come and just was, okay, let's go ahead and get this over with. I'll go to the cross. And, and He was just here for three days or, or and three nights. Uh, no, uh, we see a whole life of Jesus Christ so that we can understand uh, God and understand uh, His heart and by understanding the heart of Jesus Christ. And John is, is not just laying that out of who Jesus Christ is. He's laying out, okay, since God sent His Son, since He died on the cross, He was the perfect payment of our sins, His fully human, fully divine, what does that mean for us? How does that impact us as a Christian, as someone who is uh, seeking to follow after Christ? What does that mean for me? Uh, and we've, we've talked about the different aspects of our life, of how we should live our life. And we come to the fourth uh, contingent on us in living a life for Jesus Christ in our Scripture reading tonight. It's found in First uh, John chapter 5. Beginning at verse 6, it says, This is He that came uh, by water and... Uh, uh, let's back up to verse 5. Who is He that overcometh the world, but He that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And this is He that came by the water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, uh, the Father, the, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which He hath testified of His Son. And he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself, and he that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record of, that God gave of his Son." And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that you, uh, that you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may know uh, that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And so what we come to is uh, having a clear understanding of knowing without a shadow of a doubt that we have eternal life. John says here, this, uh, all of this that... And, and sometimes uh, reading Scripture, it, it's, it's kind of easy to, to kind of get lost in the words. If you've ever... Have you ever been reading Scripture and just been reading it and it's just, you just say to yourself, this is going over my head. I don't understand what it's saying. I don't, I don't get why uh, the author is writing this. Why, why is this, all this is, is being laid out here? What's going on here? What, why am I reading this? Read the last verse again, verse 13 uh, with me. He says, These things have I written unto you 
that you may believe on the name of the Son of God and that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. That right there tells you why John is writing what he's writing. And really, we need to start there as a basis. John is writing this section of Scripture so that you may know who Jesus Christ is and so that you may know that you have, without a shadow of a doubt, salvation in your life. And really, this is is the problem that, that John was facing. He was facing a problem of explaining to the people that he had led to know Christ in this church, having them understand and know who Jesus is, and having uh, their uh, knowledge without a shadow of a doubt that they were Christians, that they were children of God, that they had Jesus in their life. And this is a problem that people face today. Uh, there's a lot of Christians that will uh, get saved at an early age and, and uh, a point in their life where they have been faithful in going to church and, they, and they've exposed to the gospel message and they hear it and they accept Jesus into their heart and life and they, uh, they commit to Jesus Christ and then they uh, then begin to live their life uh, throughout the remainder of their life. And, and at, a, at a point, it's easy for a Christian to, 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 to listen to the, the taunts of Satan in their life. And, hey, well, are you sure you have Jesus in your life? You're not any different from anybody else. You, you, don't, you, you don't put your pants on any different from anybody else. And you don't uh, uh, do anything differently from other people. Are you sure uh, this Christianity is all that it's uh, cracked up to be? Are you sure you have Jesus? in your life. Maybe you don't have Jesus. You're just not, and nothing's really happened to you. You're just gone through a, 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 an experience. And, and intellectuals today will say, you know, well, uh, when you're younger, you uh, go through a cult-like experience. And as you get more mature and you uh, uh, gain more wisdom and understanding, knowledge, go off to college and you experience things in the world, you realize that you just were going through motions and, and uh so we have a lot of Christians that face issues in their life where people say, well, your experience is not valid. You just you were just going through a phase and and now, you know, more and you you're uh, uh, you don't believe all those things that you used to believe when you were younger because you're just so much smarter now. There's a lot of Christians that face the temptation of of saying, you know, well, I, I, maybe I was just following what my friend was doing. Or I, there were a lot of people that went uh, to the altar at camp, or, or and and I I really didn't have Jesus in my heart. John is saying this is how you can know that you have Christ in your life. This is how uh, he says I'm writing this so one you can know who Jesus is so that you don't have any doubt as to who Jesus Christ is. Remember, he's going through a problem with people in in the church that are are spreading kind of confusion about who Jesus is. And, And he says, I'm writing this so you can understand and know exactly who Jesus is. And secondly, so that you can be without a doubt 
And you can know without a doubt that you have Jesus in your life. And so uh, if there was one thing in my life that I wanna, would want to make sure that I had in my life was is that I knew without a doubt. I know that I know that I know that I have Jesus in my heart and life. I know that I know that I know that when I uh, leave this world, when I die, or uh, that I'm no longer that that who I am is not going to just cease to exist, but that who that I who I am, my essence, my soul, uh, the person that I am, is going to be in the presence immediately uh, with God. And there's going to come a day when this body will be resurrected, and God uh, will uh, uh, will resurrect this body and reunite my soul with my body, and I'll live for all eternity with God in heaven. Uh, you know, those are things that that we need to know, that we need to have an assurance. And if you ever have any doubts in your life, John says this is how you can know without a doubt who Jesus Christ is and that you can know without a doubt that you have uh, uh, Jesus Christ within your life. He says, uh, so how is it that John says that we can know? He says, first of all, he says, there is Jesus Christ, the Son, who, he says, who can overcome the world, but he that believeth uh, in that Jesus is the Son of God. He says, this is the greatest thing that you can ever have in your life, is to know who Jesus Christ is. Uh, and he's saying, uh, so listen up, this is how, uh, who Jesus is. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is true. What does all that mean? Water and blood, blood and water. What, what's all this kind of thing about? Um, remember you had people who were saying, well, Jesus wasn't just simply, uh, 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 that Jesus wasn't uh, divine throughout His life, that He uh, only became divine when God uh, uh, placed His Spirit upon Jesus at His baptism, water and blood. Um, so what John is saying is, is that Jesus was divine throughout all of His life, throughout all of His... Uh, throughout. He's saying Jesus came not just by uh, being having the Spirit of God come to Him in the water only, uh, he's saying that Jesus was uh, is the Son of God. He is God incarnate throughout His whole life, through His water and and the blood, through from the very beginning of His ministry all the way through to the very end when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. He says Jesus is the uh, Jesus is God incarnate throughout all of his life and he's saying Jesus came not just as a human and then God put the divinity upon him he says he is God throughout how do we how do we know he says for there are three witnesses three that bear witness in heaven the father the word and the holy ghost these three are one and there are three that bear witness in earth the spirit the water and the blood these three agree in one he says you want to know whether or not jesus was is divine 
fully divine and fully human. He says there are three witnesses in heaven and three witnesses on earth. He says the witnesses of, of heaven are God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. He says they bear witness to who Jesus Christ is uh, in, in heaven. And he says those uh, attest to His divinity. And he says you want to know who Jesus is? There's three witnesses on earth as well. And this is important because John here is not just claiming the divinity of Jesus, but he's claiming also the 100% humanity of who Jesus is. He says there's three witnesses uh, on earth as well. He says it's uh, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree uh, as well as to who Jesus Christ is. He says Jesus is more than just simply divine in that God uh, bestowed upon Him His Spirit, but He's also fully human as well in that uh, the Spirit of God came upon Him. He was uh, 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 anointed with the Spirit of... uh, uh, He was testified to the Spirit of God being upon Him at His baptism, and He also uh, poured out His blood for us on the cross of Calvary. Uh, A divine individual, uh, a deity can't bleed for us. Jesus Christ died on the cross uh, for our sins. So He was fully divine and fully human. He says, And if we receive the witness of men, and the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which He hath testified of His Son, he, and he that believeth on the Son of God hath witness in himself, and he that believeth not, God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record of, that God gave of His Son. He says, you want to believe in the divinity of who Jesus is, you uh, need to understand the testimony of God, the testimony of, uh, of who Jesus Christ is. And, and for us to understand that, we have to uh, see all of the, the, uh, the prophecies that are throughout Scripture. This is the testimony of God, the prophecy uh, uh, from hundreds and thousands of years before Jesus came upon the earth and was born of a virgin. Uh, uh, Isaiah and Ezekiel and all these others who uh, prophesied of the one who was coming. This is God's testimony of who Jesus Christ is. Jesus didn't just simply fulfill a few of the prophecies. He fulfilled all the prophecies of who Jesus, uh, who the Messiah would be. And and Jesus uh, has the testimony of God through the prophets that uh, was given from throughout uh, the ages before Jesus was ever born of Mary in Bethlehem. He says, we receive the witness of God, and this is the witness that He uh, sheds upon who Jesus Christ is. He says, if you don't believe in the testimony of God, then, uh, then you don't believe in God at all. He says, you need to understand who Jesus Christ is, and if you don't believe in the testimony of God, then you make out God to be a liar. This is the record, verse 11, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. And he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. He says your whole 
your whole existence as a child of God is wrapped up in who Jesus Christ is in your life. Who is Jesus to you? Do you believe in the testimony of God? Do you believe in, in His witness of who Jesus Christ is? And if you have that witness in your life and the testimony of, of Jesus Christ in you, then you have the life of Jesus Christ, uh, that you have the eternal life uh, within you. And this is, is the testimony of God upon you that you are a child of God. He says, uh, for you to, to live as a child of God, we need to keep the faith. Keep uh, that faith that is strong, the faith that God imparted upon us, the testimony of who uh, Jesus Christ is uh, from throughout Scripture, the testimony of who Jesus Christ is, of what He did on this earth, and what He did for us on the cross of Calvary. These are the things that testify to who Jesus Christ is. And if we've invited Jesus into our heart and life, then we know for a fact that we have that, uh, that uh, relationship with, who, uh, with Jesus Christ. And so these are the things that give us the assurance of who uh, Jesus is in our life. These things have I written that you may know that you have uh, uh, eternal life. We gain eternal life by uh, entering into a relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the record of, uh, of, uh, of that uh, uh, love of God that is given to us. And he says, this is how you know. This is the way, uh, and this is the confidence, verse 14, that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, whosoever we ask, we know that we have the, uh, the petitions that we desire of Him. So we know that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We know that we have eternal life because of the testimony of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, the testimony of the Spirit of God as to who Jesus Christ is. And we have this testimony of what He has done in on this world for us going to the cross of Calvary. These are the way, this is the way in which we have the testimony of Jesus Christ in us. And if we have accepted that, then we know that we are have eternal life. And so that is how you can know that you have this relationship with God. If you've entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know that you know that you know that you will have eternal life because of who Jesus Christ is, the testimony of God of who Jesus is, and, and the, the testimony of the Spirit of God in your life once He's entered into your life. Let's bow in prayer.